Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode 106, and today we are reviewing the highly anticipated everything, everywhere, all the time. I never remember that. Everything, (laughs) all the time, all at once. Everything, all at once, everywhere. Anytime. Anytime. 60% of the time it works every time. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah, I mean, huge movie. Hot number one rated on Letterboxd of all time. Uh, it's in an 8.9 on IMDb. Damn. What's that? What is that? What does that bring it up to? I don't know if they make it official until like it certain amount of time has passed. There's like a weighted score to it. But anyway, people are creaming over this thing. So here's our take on it coming up here. Plus, uh, some, maybe a couple of nano reviews and, um, some other things. Uh, plus we might have a special guest join us in a little bit. He's not ready yet, but, uh. Yeah, anything new with you guys? I so I accidentally saw the trailer for Men before. Uh, the trailer played. The and trailer I just, did play. I, I, heard I didn't everything. know what it I was. Just, I just so put my head down. I didn't know what it I was. Do, oh, I, was I knew watching, the I'm opening like, shot with the car. I'm like, oh, is it I, I haven't seen anything about it. So, <laughs> I mean, I heard all the audio, but I didn't see any visuals I with saw it. So, all like, the visuals, I, I literally can't remember about it. anything. But. I walked in and I'm, it was playing. I'm watching and I'm like, ooh, this movie looks good. What is this? And I'm like, oh, shit. Then I saw Alex Garland. I'm like, damn it. This is men. I'm like, well, I'm watching yeah. it now. So I watched the whole thing. You didn't know Rosie, uh, Rose Buckley? What's her name? Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley. Rose. I well, literally was in the movie Quiet Rose. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. I haven't been paying attention to it at all. So, well, yeah. So I just knew he had a movie coming called Men. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually ended up going to Celebration because... And CG was like a half hour later and I was like, yeah, fuck it. I, I can make it. So, but I was walked in and it was playing, but I already knew what it was because I knew that she was in it. So I mm-hmm. just put my head down. I was looking to my left, scrolling on Twitter. Well, I didn't do that. And because the spring game was happening at Michigan State spring game. Mm-hmm. Huge. So I was trying to keep updated on Twitter on that. So I kind of got distracted. So I wasn't, I mean, well, I could hear some parts obviously, but well, I'm very interested in it. Yep, most anticipated for me, I would say. Nope, that one's because of an twenty second. <laughs> I was gonna say why? It's not because you like Annihilation or anything. It's not my third favorite movie of all time, no. <laughs> or fourth? What was it? Three? Yeah, three. Uh, yeah. So that's gonna be huge coming up soon, and um, I mean, throwing it out there now, a little teaser for the future. I think we're planning on doing a collab with uh, Cinema Speak podcast on that episode. Mm-hmm. So huge. that's gonna be a big one. Stay tuned for that. But uh, we got uh, we got a beer here. We're trying to move this along. It's Easter Sunday for all you folks out there. Jacob, you got your religious movie of the week to he talk about? He is risen. Okay. <laughs> so, Did you watch 2025 again? <laughs> I, no. I'm, There's I, a lot of Easter movies to watch, though, if you really wanted to. Uh, well, maybe... Well, today's the perfect day. Today is the to today's the only day you can watch them. Whatever movie I talked about last week, The Fifty Shades of Grey... Uh, Christian movie. Fifty Shades of Prey. Fifty Shades of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Prey. Fifty Verses of Prey. At first, I took it as the other prey. I'm like, what is that to do? I'm oh, <laughs> P R E Y. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, it worked and it was funny, but I don't I get mean, how it has to do with the kind worship. of prey on the weak and turn them to you know when they're at their lowest. Yeah, you could say either way. Kind of works. <laughs> all right. <No>. Anyway. <laughs> um. All right. So. We got a beer here, and this was my choice, and I went with Cosmic Raspberry 
and mm. double feature for you, Cosmic Boysenberry. Tie into the uh, movie a little bit, uh-huh. you know, with the multiverse, and it's very cosmic. Anyway, that's all I got. It's not as good as Jacob's tie. It's pretty good. There's no way. I'll give you it. <laughs> you get the pass. So this is from Overworks, which is actually a a arm of Brewdog. Ooh, I was gonna say way. I could see the Brewdog. Brewdog the has bottom. arms now. <laughs> like mm-hmm. well, Brewdog blew have up. arms, idiot. <laughs> or they have legs. Legs. They don't have. A, look. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um. So from what I know, hold on, actually, because I wanna I wanna get this right. Overworks is there. It's a very like specific branch of them where they focus on. Um, now it's a branch. An arm of a tree is a branch. I mean, <laughs> come on, Jacob. But the leg of a dog. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Some. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me read this here. Okay, is dedicated. Ah, bah, bah. Dedicated to exploring and pushing the boundaries of what is possible with fermentation, we are on a quest to redefine wild and sour beers forever. With a purpose-built facility where craft and nature find harmony, we utilize wild yeast and microbes from our environment and ingredients sourced from all around the world. I don't know why I heard you say wild geese. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. They use <laughs> wild geese. They just put the feathers in it. Specifically, I do want to do a comment though. Um, I was I bartended last night, mm-hmm. um, and I had two separate people ask me if we had a sour on tap. I was very sours surprised. are blowing up. I know. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, actually, you know what? We don't, but that's awesome. Being a beer snob, I feel like now I gotta say that uh, sours were old. News. I was like, sours really, are so twenty. You know, like lager, a good pilsner. Really, you can't hide the flavors. Hellas, Hellas lagers, I think are the next big yeah. thing. I'm calling it right now. You heard it here first. Hellas lagers are gonna sweep the nation. I also want to say that I did say I liked sours way back, like on an earlier show. You can go back. <laughs> I mean, that, I, wanna, I mean, that we was know sours. Yeah, yeah, Jacob's no. the sour hipster. <laughs> All right, I started the trend. Like the bullshit, cool. Jacob. <laughs> Yeah, I was a sour hipster, and then Jacob's like, oh, I think sours are slowly becoming my favorite style. It's true. Okay, uh, so <laughs> this is from, uh, we're starting with Cosmic Raspberry, uh, which they're pretty much the same thing, just obviously the flavors and berries used. Uh, so Overworks, which is, uh, if people don't know, BrewDog started in uh, Scotland. Scotland. Top of the morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> close enough to Scotland. Um, but yeah, this is from, uh, is it Aeon or is it, would it be Eon or Ellen? Elon. 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 Um, description reads, this sour ale is fermented with wild yeast strains. Oh my God. Same. Breda, Breda, Britannomyces. Britannomyces. <laughs> I didn't even have to see that. Share Ami. Wow. You know that one? Mm-mm. Share, like the name, and then A-M-I. All two words. A-M-I. Share Ami. Look that up. Look that up. Look that up. Uh, our house mixed culture and re-fermented with raspberries followed by aging in ex Sauvonnier red wine <laughs> barrels. Sourced from France. <laughs> this description is fucking. I'm not drunk yet. Wait, it's just Cherami is a homing pigeon used in uh, France. I knew it. See, okay. I told you it had birds in it. <laughs> Spot on. Um, <laughs> sourced from Amelia, Roma- Romania, in northern Italy. 
swaths of rich and juicy raspberry delicately balanced amidst Brett Funk tartness and tannin, giving a subtle juicy fruit character from the barrel's lingering vinous wood character and echoes of sweet. Oh my God! Why is it? Can doing this, this not be doing be this? Bo Bojalis Bojalis. Wow. You're killing That's it. That's a dude. I want any of you to read that. Hold on, I gotta look up what Bojalis is. It's another wine, I guess. So it's aged in <laughs> wine barrels. Yeah, it is a wine. Beaujolais. Beaujolais. Is that it? Beaujolais. Yeah. Beaujolais. I don't know. Beaujolais. I know nothing about wine. Okay, <laughs> like literally, I don't drink wine. I don't, it is Bo- I know nothing about wine. Yeah. So Beaujolais is a is a region. Okay, in France. In France. France. <laughs> So, yeah, Cherami was a a homing pigeon used in World War One. So it must be a yeast named after that. Oh, right. They just took the name because obviously it's not. Well, unless we think of what Jacob said, they put the pigeon in the beer. It died when it was one. R.I.P. Cherami. Um, okay, so if you do look on Untapped, this is listed at four point five, but at some point they changed it to six percent. Um, maybe because the boysenberry one was six percent, or I don't know why. Anyway, but this this one in the bottle is six percent, so it's not four point five. This is six percent coming in at ten IBUs, and yeah, huge. What do we got on here? Oh, look at. This this is interesting. I don't know if we've ever seen this. They list the original gravity. Oh, nice. Which oh, is they listed actually at calculated point zero five three. Mm. So what what are we? I mean, what does that mean? What does one point zero five three mean? It's like the heavy. Yeah, it's not gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be way over. It's it's a it's a measurement called Plato, and that's where you that's the original gravity containing all the sugars. Then you get lower gravity. And that, that's when it the sugars get fermented out. But that's where the term high gravity beers come from. Right. So, so what would high be over like one uh, higher one? one? Yeah. One point okay. one would be like pretty big. Like the range from like one point oh to one point one is so big. originally this was pretty high gravity, but mm-hmm. don't know where it's at now. Hmm. But it yeah, Britannomyces eats a lot. <laughs> so that's so, also so known as, we're just I think we've talked about them, but we it's called a Brett beer. A lot of people call it, or they call them Bretty. Oh, but you get that beer. bread. No, Brett, but oh. it's Bretty, Bready, because you get the notes of like bread. Yeah, yeasty. Mm-hmm. I say yeasty. <laughs> There's also an additional description on the bottle, but I literally cannot read it. Like it's behind the the name, and it is very hard to read. Which you know, the one on Untapped is good enough. Yeah, we're good on that. Yeah, it does list the malts here: Pilsner, wheat, Munich, and oats. So, cool. All right, I'm ready to drink this thing. I'm gonna open this one. I'll pass it to you guys, and then you can hand me that one, Jacob. All right. There you go. Pour it up. Oops. Are these only 12 ounce bottles? They feel like they're like 12.3. Okay. (laughs) It's 375 milliliters is the way they measured it. Because it's from Scotland. Top of the morning. I guessed pretty well. 
I was I was eyeing like a third of the glass, sure. you know. Abendisher. <laughs> Abendisher. Ellen Abendisher. Yeah, Ellen Abendisher. Mm, it smells, smells so good. Mm-hmm. It smells like a smoothie beer. Yeah. Very raspberry. Finally christening my mm-hmm. brand that new beautiful Suds glass. and Cinema etch glass. I and got what a birthday. better day to christen than on he Easter. Is, he has risen, guys. He has risen. Cheers to Cheers that. that. Cheers, to <laughs> Cheers to Jesus. Cheers to Jesus. Very sour. But not like I, yeah, I don't think it's not like, like an after yeah sour. It's kind of smooth. It's like sour up front, but <laughs> then yeah, nothing. easy to drink. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, it hits the jaw. Though. My tongue feels like I <laughs> licked a nine volt battery. <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt <laughs> like in my jaw. Just my tongue, like you know when you do it and you have the the two points feel like it's like that. <laughs> yeah, that's how my tongue feels <laughs> right in the middle. Two Josh points. is always talking about. Licking chain like pennies and quarters <laughs> and like, licking batteries. Kind of, like, but he has how, like, why are you licking all these? That's things? how he tests all the different tastes. He just <laughs> yeah. has a wall of things he licks. Yeah. In all fairness, <laughs> it's relatable. He's like, mm. cat piss. <laughs> it's like, mm, have you guys ever licked the corner of a laptop before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this this kinda, tastes like a dusty cabinet. Yeah. What do you guys think? Like, look. <laughs> You know that feeling when you stick your tongue in an outlet? <laughs> That's what it tastes like. You ever got your tongue stuck to the pole in the middle of winter? <laughs> That's the feeling. Super relatable. <laughs> Take that, combine it you with... You ever bit your tongue and taste blood? <laughs> now that, we, we've all done that. Yeah, exactly. And I've drank beer that does that too. That tastes like that. Well, mm. well definitely raspberry. I think it's more... It definitely has that traditional sour taste like this is what a shower sour a shower 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 top of the morning um share 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 we have to talk in a, isn't williams uh william uh fucking what's his nuts <laughs> oh i don't know God. james bond no yeah what's his name um, Why can't I think of it? I'm not gonna help. You're making don't, 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 don't dang it. Don't You're like, making me fucking have I'm a like, brain don't fart help him somehow. <laughs> I went to talk like Sean Connery. Freak me off if he's the despair. Despair is despair. Fancy feast. Really that's great. it. That's it. It's fancy feast. Fancy feast. No one time. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> back to what I was saying. A, a more traditional sour. It's not that. You know, it's not the the smoothie beer. No, it's the, but it, this is a good yeah. sour. You think? I like this. I like quite it. A bit. Don't love it. I like this quite a bit. I wouldn't say I'm not in love it's with. It's like it. a three five. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sour. These kind of have a ceiling to them, like, but which I just had a the sour. It's slightly above that. LB Malleable. Yeah. The yeah. Pro, uh, you were wrong. You put two and a half. Like Oof. it is way better than that. I liked it quite I a like bit it. too. Yeah. <laughs> Was it prop? Um, Tapestry of profanities. Tapestry of profanities. It was pretty good. It has like coriander, orange peel, the zest you can really taste, but it has nothing to do with this beer. I'll have to retry it. I mean, they're both sours. Maybe. I don't think you liked sours at that time, though. Could True. be. Fair Could enough. be this, yeah, this particular a while style back. of sours. Uh, all right. Pretty, pretty good. Anything else to say on Cosmic Raspberry? Recommend it. Right. Good job, good job, Aberdeenshire. We will, uh, we will switch to Cosmic Boysenberry at some point. Definitely closer, not not at the end of the show like we did with. The, uh, <laughs> well, I guess that was during the premium. Um, yeah, because this is only what we probably have fifteen or sixteen ounces each. 
sure. I oh, know. I guess it'd be twelve. Yeah. It would be yeah. like anyway. Thirteen. <laughs> you could <No>. divide twenty four point six. Math is hard. By three. By three. So it's a little over eight, right? Yeah. So it'd be like nine ounces. <laughs> All right. So you guys ready to get into our featured review? All right. So before we get into the featured review, we now have our special guest on the line. You may have heard him before. It's our dad. Can't get rid of him. Lingerer, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, you guys invited me on the show. You really wanted no, my we're take kidding. on this film here. Oh, well, you blew, you yeah, blew you bl- your load, rating no, it right away. Everyone so else like, did. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, all right, we gotta get. This is an opinion we need on the show. Yeah, because it's oh, uh, yeah. spoiler alert. It's a little different than the popular opinion out there. I took a stand. Got to. Um, all right. Yeah. So thanks for coming on the show. Let's uh, let's get into our featured review of everything, everywhere, all the time. God damn um, it. Wait. All, all, all at once. once. <laughs> okay. Everything, everywhere, all at once is. I will never remember the name of this movie. Written and directed by Daniels, which is, of course, Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Um, stars Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Sue. Kehue Kwan, Jacob, are you going to help me out with any of these? Nope. James Hong <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, plot synopsis reads, an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. Let's take a listen to a clip. Mom, just wait. No time to wait. Very busy. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. If you can imagine it. The universe is bigger than you realize. Do you think this is funny? There's no going back. Of all the places I could be, I just want to be here with you. All right, what did you guys think of everything, everywhere, all at once? I liked it. <laughs> I did. I liked it a lot, actually. And I imagine that. I'm excited to see. I have an original thought. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the I don't. Of this movie <laughs> is that clip. <laughs> <laughs> if you say you liked it, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> have an original thought. <laughs> I don't love it as much as like apparently the scoring is for it. I don't really get that, but I don't really have too many complaints about it. It was insane. And yeah, obviously if the humor doesn't work for you, it's not going to work, but it worked for me. I I thought it was pretty funny though. It did kind of wear down by the end of it. Yeah. And I thought the acting was good in it. I didn't really have any problems with it choreographed was it good or did you have no problems with it it was good okay like choreographed choreography (laughs) was fight choreography was quit sitting on the fence like very uh jackie chan-esque with using just objects and such and yeah the way to activate things i loved and i just love the visuals the psychedelicness of it and how it looked it was so weird and off the wall but i also did like how this 
the main story, like the meta, I guess this is kind of like a metaphor for what the actual story was telling about, like the relationship between the mother and daughter. And I thought it was a satisfying conclusion. So, and it looked really good. I don't really have too many negatives about it. I did not like this movie. Let's uh, go. Border- <laughs> borderline hated this movie. Whoa, um, that's my boy. So, so my entire ideology on this, and this is where my stance is, and this is, I think Travis is in the same boat. If you make a comedy, and I've said this before, and none of it works for you, and it, it's not funny at all, it You failed. have no humor. It failed. <laughs> none of this humor was funny. It was cringy. It was, like, dated. It felt, like, forced a lot. Like, oh, my God, the hot, oh, we'll get into it. <laughs> forced comedy <laughs> to the to the I, nth degree i loved the hot dog oh i have God. something to say about that but we'll get the into it forced we'll comedy it. to the nth degree you guys know this it's been on the show when shit is weird for weird sake josh hates i it. hate it and this was that movie did you completely. know did you know what you were getting into a little bit with them have Not you seen swiss army man no okay you would hate that here's the thing though i've re- i did Not see necessarily I did see some comparisons and what I think that separates the two is I, what I read is Swiss army man is more of, uh, of, a like a fairy tale of sorts. And like, so it could fall into that space where this is like an extreme extremist, um, version in a real setting. So I think that it kind of was a little bit tonally weird for me. Um, And it was just like extremely, extremely repetitive. I mean, if I have to see them get their face lit up with green and red and blue lights again for the hundredth time in this movie, I think I thought I was going to vomit. Like I thought it was way overdone. I do like... The character I like, Waymond. I think that I definitely found somewhat of a personal connection to him um, because you know, like just a, just a, on a personal level, you know, some of the things that you he, wanted to divorce your wife. Before. No, yeah, <laughs> no, like just like I've been like been called like too nice or like taking taking <clears throat> a certain route too many times, and mm. you get walked on, quote unquote. So I did uh, empathize with him a bit on that on that front and that kind of through line a little bit, but the, the father and daughter through line was just kind of gross and felt like it was just, I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't quite like this movie really at all. Um, so we'll get into it a little bit more, but overall, yeah, no, not for me. <laughs> okay. Travis, you want to go or should I go? Go for it. Okay. Uh, so I, liked everything everywhere all at once um didn't love it i think i'm probably gonna be mostly in the middle of i guess all of you guys um i liked the i liked the premise and a lot of things that happen um and kind of showing the different lives and stuff and i kind of wish they focused on maybe one relationship more than than trying to tie in like there's like a the husband and wife relationship and the mother and daughter relationship and 
when that comes to the end, it gets a little bit messy and there's a lot of things that are messy about the movie. But, um, if we're talking about the comedy, I think some of it, like I like the more ridiculous aspects like Rakakuni and <laughs> I liked Rakakuni. things oh like that. Oh my God. So that's I just more one second. Okay. Yeah. But none of the, like, I guess like jokes land. How you have all people liked that. I never laughed in this movie, but I'm saying some of that I stuff like or like like even how they perform the scene, like the guy, like the way that he's running like with his arms, like that's just funny. Yeah, that was the only semi funny part. But that's what but I'm that saying like is like end. is like it's the jokes aren't funny. It's more of like how it comes across, I would say. And not and not all that stuff lands either. I would say the majority of the movie comedy is misses. So I'm just putting that out there. I didn't hate everything though. I'm not. I'm not like Josh over here. Um, I love the nihilism in the movie. I kind of wish they stuck with that, but that would be just depressing. I mean, kind of does. Yeah, I eh, kind of. No, it's a happy ending. <clears throat> yeah, ultimately, you know, we, we'll we'll get into it in spoilers. But the way that it ends, not my, not how I would have written it. Um, yeah, it's just. You could say that, like, what Josh was saying, like, that Swiss Army Man's a fairy tale. I mean, I, you could say that this, you could view it as, like, none of that actually happened. Yeah. It was just her imagining, like, it was just her um, I took it coping as just with, like, a metaphor. Yeah, for like, coping with everything happening. that's happening, yeah. and then, But like, why would anyone think to. of the situations that happened? When you are struggling in life, do you think of hot dog fingers in no. a lesbian relationship or a gay relationship? Like, that doesn't help. That doesn't justify the reasoning no i don't mean like necessarily that she was thinking this this is more like a visual representation right yeah of the conflict and the confusingness but not like a literal thing well yeah but still it doesn't i don't think that like helps it at all okay well we can get into that in a little bit <laughs> um, even putting in that uh, space. Uh, yeah just a few more things i i did like the action and the fight fight choreography i liked uh, some of the shots, like putting the camera on the, or yeah, well, on like, when it, making it look like it was on the. I love that on the Part, fanny pack. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah that there's was some great. cool stuff like that. Um, it does feel a little like restrained for how like vast it the movie is. It feels like it's all set in this one building, and it kind of is. But, um, the acting, yeah, I thought it was fine, but not like nothing like stood out really to me, and um. Yeah, the music was was all right. It kind of felt reminiscent of something. I can't put my finger on it, but I did yeah, like how they sometimes use the actual score with the motions and stuff in the yeah. Uh, but uh, people are calling this the most original movie they've ever seen, and they obviously haven't seen very many movies because this rips off like a lot of movies. I don't think that at all. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, it's the most original movie I've ever seen. Well, yeah, if you only watch like. Marvel and Disney movies, and this is going to seem super original. Even that, even the concept of you know the multiverse, I guess. I mean, that's parallel even, universes yeah, was even, before that, but that's still even like, the superhero movies. That feels very that feels very of the time right now because of Marvel movies, right? Yeah. And this, I sent you that picture, produced by the Russo brothers. Yeah, cool. it is all coming together. <laughs> it's all making sense. Uh, yeah, that was kind of jumbled, but um, just trying to throw things out as they jump into my head yeah, but so no, that's pretty much general general I mean, thoughts your thoughts are jumbled and so is this fucking movie so. yeah um travis go ahead and then we can we'll try to all right 
Get this back. Can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. The sound is a little <laughs> choppy on my end listening to you guys, so hopefully it's recording okay. Love Zencaster. It's yeah. the best. It's great. <laughs> Huge. Sponsor us, Zencaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, like you guys uh, alluded to earlier, I already blew my load on Letterboxd, and I'm one of the few people who didn't like this movie. Uh, I grew tired of its shtick pretty early on and I think that's what really hurt it for me um like Josh none of the humor worked for me um the hot dog fingers the googly eyes raccoonie uh the scene with the rocks felt so fucking pointless and just like oh my god I loved the rocks hated it it was so people were better people were cracking up in the fucking theater I'm like this is so dumb the everything yeah I mean I didn't think it was funny but it was just like that was like Oh, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's more to the, to the bagel yeah, or whatever, but man, uh, yeah, none of the humor worked for me. Um, I thought this is like such a small part, but one of the few people I did like in the movie was actually Jenny Slate. <laughs> I thought her character was pretty funny, even though she was only in it for like two scenes. And mm-hmm. one of the coolest things about this movie that has really nothing to do with the movie is that it uh gave like a leading role to uh Wayman, the Ki Hui Kwan, however you pronounce his name, the mm-hmm. kid from the Goonies in Indiana Jones. Just like yep, hearing yep. his story. Uh I don't know if you guys like listen to any like, interviews with him or whatever, but hearing I his watched story a little bit. No, I did look like, I read a st- article about it, yeah. How he was basically I mean not like he was like he shunned or whatever, but he just wasn't getting roles after he got a little bit older because they wanted to like typecast him as the kid that he played in the Goonies and Indiana Jones, basically. So him getting like a big role like this so much later in his career, I thought was pretty cool. Um, but that doesn't really make the movie any better. Like he, he I liked him in it, but I still didn't really like the movie. Um, yeah, I just thought it was repetitive. I didn't like even the action. Some of it was cool, but I just felt like I was watching the same action scene over and over. And like, I, I liked the style of it, but I don't know. I could just never get into it. And it was very disappointing. And I would like to talk about the reaction to this movie because it is insane. Like, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I 4.6 average on Letterboxd. If you look at the curve, yeah, it is real. Highest rated movie crazy, of all yeah. time. Or in fifty-three thousand idiots. Yeah, it's fifty thousand. I just saw <laughs> People that. People are That's claiming crazy. it's like their favorite movie of all time. Like I just, I don't yeah. get it. And I, I really liked Swiss Army Man. I think the weirdness worked in that movie, maybe because of like the the fairy tale aspect of it. Um, but it just felt, I don't know, a little bit more like fresh. Not that this like wasn't original, but I don't know. I just thought every attempt at humor was just dumb. Like it was dumb for dumb sake, not weird for weird sake. <laughs> I like that even better. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Josh and I are—I feel like we're outliers, but uh, yeah, didn't really like the movie. Yeah, I got to shout out Matt for one person that you said that thought this might be the best movie ever that he's ever seen. Yeah, I can't. His really? favorite, his favorite. Did he really? Oh. Is what he said. He said, "Is this the best movie I've ever?" He thought he, he said, said it might. He said it might be my favorite movie oh, of all time. Get real. Best and favorite, you can separate them. But yeah, I mean, normally, 
Oh, now it you has to be. Them. It oh. has to be. The, I said go combine them. All the turntables. The All the turntables. There has to be like amazing <laughs> elements, and you have to think it's a genuinely amazing film for it to be your favorite. If you're like a movie lover, that's what I would say. Anyway, that's we're getting. Well, I want to talk about just the, just the universe, like the setup and the concept and the rules. Like what rules? Exactly. I don't know how <laughs> this world works or like. What are the rules? Like, do you have it. to wear these headsets? Do you not have to wear them? Like, there's he like goes in and out all the time without it, and then she has to have it. Like, the other people have to have it. No, these pads. The headset. She doesn't need as much because she's like the Jobu Tabaki, where she can. He doesn't. Waymond or whatever doesn't. He does most of the time. If you don't wear it, then you can't talk to the people, so it's harder to make the jump because you they tell you exactly. Like if it's green, yellow, red, then you know you're going to a good one or not. Or you can just choose to randomly do it, which is dangerous. But it never turned red ever again. Because she always said how to do it. Better. But, okay. Sure. Yeah. In regards so the headsets to rules, for communications and then yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um I'm just thinking. Yeah. I was gonna say that um I just thought it was dumb how or yeah, it would just like didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, where they're like, you just have to like do weird shit to get it to work. Like that's basically like the gist of the rule. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> seems like a setup. Uh, obviously, a setup that's gonna have these funny, payoffs yeah. later, like for comedic effect. And didn't land. Yeah, not a lot of them work. Some of them are pretty dumb. And the scene where they're like telling her what weird stuff to do, like, oh, that was like actually pretty cringe. Yeah, I know what? you guys cringe a lot, but I like, I thought. Some jokes weren't funny, but certain ones were like cringy. That was like cringe. Yeah. Well, like I got it. The randomness of things you do can like, let's say you accidentally like get a paper cut and that causes you to go get a band aid, which causes you to meet this person, which causes you to have this conversation, which leads you down a different path. So that's why. And well, then they could find yeah. the exact things that would have done that and led them to the path, which gets them closer to where they want to go. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it's not going to make total like logistical sense in the fact that they are literally visualizing multiple universes and like it's in a moving van and stuff, you know, all that you can suspend your disbelief. But one thing that no film has, or to my knowledge, no film has done and it would be, I would love to see a film that does it is to actually show the vastness that would be because it, it literally is infinite. It's not a decision that causes a branching universe it's every fraction of a second every like 0.00001 seconds that go by that would create a new one or even less than that because it's infinite right you can't nobody can comprehend infinite it's yeah. impossible to do and to even show that like somewhat visually would be interesting and no film to my knowledge has done that and this doesn't even come close because they say it no in there too like <laughs> They say it in the movie too, like every decision you make branches a new it's not every decision, it's every like possible Well, they were going based on this different theory, though, where the branching path theory. Yeah, to make different to be in different lives or whatever. But that's like, what I'm saying is like it's basically like if you have a dice and you roll it, then that's six different paths now your life is taking, right? Because it could land on either number. Then you would roll a There's dice. There's an equal every chance six of person every six, then you would roll another die. And yeah, and now there's ones. six more choices, which creates that, six more branches. But that would so say you have like thirty six. But that more. theory would say that there had a, there was a starting point, right? 
But in a true multiverse, well, when you're born, what is a starting point. In a true infinite, what what if you were born a second later? In a true later? infinite multiverse, w- there would be one person, there would be one version of you that has all of those skills that she that she tries to inherit. Yeah, there might be. There would be. Yeah, in infinite be. possibilities. There would be. Yeah, there would be one person that has it. So why but, not go to that person? Well, they can't find them, right? <laughs> yeah, because he, he's it, been it, going and finding different p- ones to see if they're the one. But I did like how he's like. You were just bad at, you made all of the wrong choices and you're bad at everything. That's why you're perfect. Yeah, like that made sense. It was not bad. Yeah, but it. potential to become anything because you haven't done anything right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I also feel like the the premise of that didn't really deliver. Like the, the trailer maybe like sold it, but then watching the actual movie, I don't feel like it was integrated into the movie enough. Like the, you know, all of her different, beings and using like different skills from um like you know other universe or whatever like it felt like there was about as much of that as there was in the trailer which was a problem for me <laughs> yeah if they I kind was... of show everything that you're going to see in the movie in the trailer yeah. like we see all those versions when if you really explore that possibility there's like a lot to get into and right they could have done. <laughs> yeah well if i would have watched the trailer i would have probably hated this more then because i didn't even watch the trailer yeah, like in that that whole thing too of like embodying the different skills. Like, I was confused. I was like, can she, can she be more than? Can she inherit skills from more than one version at the same time? Yes. Like, why can why everybody do that, that, or is it just her? I think she was one of the ones. Well, she was the first one who became like the Jobu Tabaki or whatever. So all the other ones couldn't because they would like die and stuff. She but created Jobu. She, the, her, the current one? Yeah, her her she pushed her daughter so much that like, she fractured her brain, and that's how Gio, Jobu was created. I don't remember that exactly. Wow, Jacob loves this is, movie. I just thought it was because like <laughs> she's the one who has the potential to be everything. So because of that, that's why she is able to no, she take was, in all the skills. She of was others. the brightest mind and was the first one to be able to find the first jump. Oh, she, you're talking about the alpha one. That's Evelyn what created Jobu. That's where Jobu came yeah, from. Yeah, the, the alpha verse. In the alpha version. But I was talking about the current, the one we see is not the alpha one. Job that it's all one. No, jo, Jobu's I mean, the all verses. That's the that's the premise of it. Yeah. But I, I was talking about the main character of this movie, not yeah, the Evelyn. alpha one. She died. Yeah. But she created Jobu. Yeah. Yeah. Every other Evelyn had died other than like this one. Yeah. Or everyone that he had met at the time dies. Yeah. But she, this one is able to get all of the different skills because she, because of what he said, where she doesn't have, she has the potential to be everything because she made all of the wrong choices. Mm-hmm. Seems so. She's the most base level person, one of all the other Evelyn's that he's met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. like, just the fact that there's the fact that like I was having a lot of questions even while watching it just felt like a more of an issue more of a problem than yeah a, for a two and a half hour movie almost yeah very <laughs> Honestly, long I felt like this was more understandable to me than like Tenet where I had like no idea what the fuck was happening well most movies make more sense than Tenet <laughs> <laughs> that's not really fair <laughs> yeah <laughs> bad comparison. <laughs> Uh, I will say, I mean, in the movie's defense, I think it is kind of a hard story to tell um, for it to be, you know, super cohesive and 
you know, keep the runtime at a decent length and all that. So, I mean, it is, yeah, I think it's a tough thing to do, but at the same time, I don't think it completely works. I mean, look at its most, the most obvious comparison. What's the most obvious comparison watching this movie? Into the Spider-Verse. No. Um, Ready Player One. The Matrix. I knew The Matrix, yeah. Matrix 100. That yeah. is so much clearer and I, like set up like you know exactly what's happening. You even can, on a, even on a first watch. Yeah, yeah, the bullet scene. Gross. Uh, Ugh. Googly eye. Like the Alphaverse seems very much like the, the real world in The Matrix and like jacking in and out to different people and yep. places, things like that. So that to she me is what us. I felt like. Yeah, the one, you yeah. know, all of that shit. Found us. Yeah, uh, but that movie is way clearer and just easier to understand. And I know this probably tries to tackle a little bit more than the first Matrix. Um, definitely not the the sequels, but I don't know. Yeah, I just felt like confused at some points. And I mean, maybe a rewatch will clear those up. I don't know. But um, going back to the runtime, I don't I don't think that a lot of the the runtime is de- is specifically dealt with plot like. Josh kind of alluded it to to it in his initial thoughts. And it was that like every like there's so many repetitive moments. And like to me, one thing that I hated was every moment felt so goddamn self-important. Like this is the most important <laughs> yeah. thing in the movie. And then the next thing was like, no, this is the most important thing. And then the next thing we see is like, OK, no, this is the most important thing. And it's like I wish there would have been one big emotional payoff rather than like yeah all of these and it just felt so and it drug on forever and i was like the just the pacing to me felt pretty bad in this yeah i felt like it was fine till the part two yeah because part two and three part three is five minutes yeah. part two is like 20 minutes part one is like also the majority of the movie hated that it was separated into three parts i didn't i don't i did not there was no reason for it uh, that i, mean, I, I could see get it. why well, we're in spoilers. <laughs> uh, try to say spoiler free for just a little bit longer. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, I do think. I guess yeah, we've every, already said some. But when you when but. when everything is like okay, this is the most important. Like you said, it just ends up being so exhausting because you're like mm, you're like it's yeah. like a constant. It's like it's like edging. Like you know, you're like <laughs> you're, you're ready. You know, you're ready to go, and you're like, oh nope, you can't. Hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna and then by and then by the time you do it, it's fucking ruined, and you're over the moment. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's there's my fucking review <laughs> you gotta put that on this movie, on Letterboxd. <laughs> this movie like, edging. like edging but then the <laughs> but then by the time you're done you're like fuck i guess it, it was, was just too, too long it was too much work for it to feel good mm-hmm. they missed the best point <laughs> now you have a leg cr- you have a fucking leg cramp in your back hurts, <laughs> you <know? laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and it's time for bed because you fucking did it over mm-hmm. it yeah that was that was everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's towards the end, and we can talk about like specifically what happens. But yeah, um, too many too many like emotional payoffs one after another for it to me to like feel anything about them, you know. And I also okay, we'll get yeah. I want to talk about the end because um, Travis, you're gonna love this. I'll just say this, and then we can get into spoilers. The hot dog hands universe mm-hmm. makes no sense because in the universe they when they show them they show how it started right like the ten million BC thing mm-hmm. and then they show the current 
universe with them, her and Jamie Lee Curtis being a relationship and everything in the, everything in their like house or apartment or whatever is still the same as it would be like if we were evolved, yeah, if we were, it, if we evolved that way, everything would be tailored to, to you having hot dog yeah. yeah, and to feet, not to hands. So like logistically it makes no sense. Now you say I'm going to love this because I give you shit yeah. for nitpicking everything <laughs> when, in terms of mm-hmm. logic. Uh, well, you I mean, it's dumb still. Uh, no, I mean, I yeah, you're you're spot on. If it was a movie I liked, I would maybe say Get Real, but um, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I, I hated the but hot dog fingers, everything. so yeah, lay lay into that. Hated it. Aspect. I'm just saying, like, if you want to have like make this, you know, everybody's praising it for the the clever original ideas, then like follow through on them and think about it for more than ten seconds. And what would what would what would your apartment look like if you had, if you were evolved with hot dogs? A for piano fingers? would be on the ground. Right. Yeah. It would be. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you, wouldn't say that. you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have lamps with like little tiny Knobs, things that you have yeah. to twist. Like it would be pedals. Everything would be pedals. Stupid. Yeah. And we already have that. <laughs> so you could just put Ikea. All of their there stuff. You go. Yeah. Like step on it. They were way ahead of it. Um, okay. Yeah. That was just the last thing I wanted to say before we get into spoilers. So, um, I'll start with, uh, the ending ending the, I, th- I didn't like, cause she goes, so Evelyn becomes a Jobu Tabaki also, which I don't, I still don't know what the name means. I'm sure yeah. there's something there when, I don't know. Anyway, she becomes the same as her and, like them oh going into the like Wait. I don't know, just going into the bagel and everything. She like the one she wants her to go in there and then she stops her from going in there and it's all of like these revelations. It's kind of hard to recollect because there's so many re- uh, revelations that they have. But like the one like the turning point should have been the mother and daughter relationship, but I feel like they added another turning point with her and the husband, you know what I'm saying? And it felt like too much at one time. So it took away from that moment because then you shift focus to the husband and wife relationship. Like that should have been resolved at a different point rather than like almost at the same point as the mother and daughter it's like one after another. Mm, I see you remember what, what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what I mean by like all these moments happening kind of like in the last 30 minutes. The grandfather too. Yeah. And the grandfather. Exactly. Like there's so much, like I get that it's their, their family and that's, I guess the, the core idea. Yeah, but of I movie, thought the but dad was the husband was the catalyst that caused all of it. Hmm. I thought it was more of like them when she doesn't she say to she says to the her daughter like she empathizes with her once she becomes once she sees the what's in the in the bagel. She gets it right. And then that's like what her she then she empathizes with her and then she's able to relate to her. And then she says, well, she but then she's kind of on the same path where she's like, yeah, let's just and then kill the ourselves. Husband changes her from and that. then the husband. Yeah. I know what you're saying. She has the meeting with him. But still, that's all so condensed into like, yeah, it's so last, short. Like, yeah. It's just, it's too minutes. much. Yeah. I'd like to touch uh, yeah, on I think all that happens like the ending. 
and uh yeah, I, might go for get, it. I might get canceled for this but uh that's all right i've i've been canceled before uh our whole show is canceled so you <laughs> speak freely here I don't know. With me and a lot of like modern movies, I just feel like a lot of the like what it's trying to say or the themes feel so like shoehorned or forced. And it's like this like topical or like current subject. And it like makes Mm. the movie like self-important, like like um, just the whole aspect of her daughter being a lesbian and her like needing to accept that or whatever. Uh, Like even like what X was trying to say with like old people and like last night in Soho or like any movie that just like, Oh, female empowerment. Like it just feels so like forced, like, <laughs> Oh, we need a message in our movie. Let's do something that people can just like glean onto and be like, Oh wow. Look, look what it's trying to say. It's so like important. Like, and it's actually giving like, you know, shine a light on this like issue or topic or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know. Like I'm getting like, it's just, yeah, I'm getting kind of tired of yeah. it. Yeah, I think we should, uh, at an additional, we'll have a woke meter. <laughs> yeah. This will be, you know, we'll, out of five, we'll, start, we'll out say of five one, stars. Out of five stars, we'll but, have a woke, woke okay. rating. I want to say, here's me speaking up in defense of it. Yes, Matt. Go ahead. <laughs> Is that, <laughs> like, I feel like it was more of a cultural thing rather than like i do feel like they wanted to shed light on that like it's different it's harder for that culture yeah. to accept it like this is talking about like a chinese culture where gay is not accepted like lgbtq a1 sauce whatever it is <laughs> that's fair <laughs> but it still sauce. feels like so obvious like it just i don't know yeah it does feel obvious. Well, it's in like the what's the most our context though, yeah. but like in Chinese cultures it's not. But it's like, like what's the most yet. obvious thing because they have to start the movie with like them being at odds. So it's like what's the most obvious thing that we can throw in here where we don't really have to develop the daughter at all. We can just say that she's this way and then we know that she won't be accepted. And that's that is the obvious answer. Yeah. It's I was thinking the same thing about like I was like, "Oh, here we go." Like <laughs> It just felt like, like, yeah, like you said, shoehorned in and it's, it's just kind of getting exhausted. Like we're on the, we're here now, like people that watch A24 now, like we, you know, your stance, we, we, we get it. You don't need to fucking get a free pass every time now because, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, it was and like, so I, apparently I just was reading cause I was looking up what Joe Butabaki came from. It yeah. was just a baby name generator, basically, that they came up with. Like Charles Gambino. <laughs> that was a Wu-Tang clan. I know. <laughs> um, and apparently the metaverse was a metaphor for internet overload, which is even grosser. Internet overload? Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess so, yeah. Ugh. I feel oh, wait, why now I have to like reframe the whole thing, though. Well, uh, the original, I mean, the concept, the concept is better of like living an unfulfilled life and thinking about what could have been. Yeah. That's, which makes a movie even worse is that that's what it's based on, which well, failed miserably. If that's the case, I think. I mean, I like that, yeah. that original concept or idea, but the internet. Yeah. I feel like really there's yeah, I like, an I like, aspect. I like this premise yeah. more than the internet premise. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I feel like there's an aspect of this movie that could have worked, but I think it tried to do way too much and just 
became like a muddled mess. <laughs> yeah, I do think it gets a little muddled and messy as well. But yeah, uh, shit. I do want to comment on the end or a couple quick comments. Like the, like the end end? Um, towards the end. Yeah. Like the like the resolution of between mother and daughter. Oh, okay. Did you I mean that that co- whole conversation was so overwritten. Like that is not a conversation between somebody that's that they have that they repeatedly said throughout the movie has broken English. Right? The mom. Like she said, My English is fine and then she said you were supposed to bring your daughter in so you can understand this a little bit better. They've said it like multiple well, times throughout. The very end of her talking to her daughter, like saying these things, you're like, A, mother and daughters don't even have those conversations. That didn't feel real at all. B, you have somebody with a broken English saying these things. It she's fo- she is uh Jobu Tabaki though. No, no, yeah, no, not the daughter. She's, she's she has infinite lifetimes yeah. where she could have learnt, became fluent. But this I was thought that was that was real time, right? That's the same thing. They're the same. Yeah, people. but they're always all at once. <clears throat> Anyway, so still felt still it. felt overwritten. Either way, like <laughs> yeah. broken English or not, take that even take that out of the equation. Okay, we'll take that off. Still overwritten, and the like the everything bagel was so fucking stupid. I hated every part of it. She's like, you could have this multi- you could have this for your universe, this universe, sesame seed, poppy seed. Salt, garlic, salt. <laughs> Life. I didn't ending. like. Yeah, oh I didn't like God. how she listed two things, and then they put images of that on the screen, and then she just went into the toppings of an everything bagel. Yeah, like, that, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, but go with like a bunch of things, like say a, a shitload of like at least five or six things, and then go into that. Like she said, like two things, and it's like every poppy seed, garlic, salt, like so dumb. They went with like the two most obvious jokes, like Craigslist ads and what was the other thing? Oh yeah, something Fuck. else. And they flash those up, and then it's, it's like, like uh, and Craigslist then they went into ads, the internet searches. Top, yeah. And then they started with uh, just the things that it's are because on because it's talking bagel. about internet overload. Yeah, really. yeah, clearly. Um, How about the uh, Travis? I was gonna say, did you like the uh, dildo mm-hmm. or butt butt stuff in the movie? I was literally just gonna go into that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Matt had to have hated this. I don't know how he gave this five stars. He had to have hated this. The movie's rated R. Why the fuck? It, and it's not like we're watching like somebody visualize something through a screen where it makes sense. Why the fuck is the dong and everything censored? It makes no sense visually. It's so stupid. I think it was just to be funny. That's not oh, yeah, no. so funny. The no. funny thing would have been for they him wanted- to be hanging brain. With, yeah. With a little, like, like a small, like, like make it small penis. Like yeah. Asian if you, penis, if like, you're going to go there, that. go there. But don't fucking, yeah, fucking go, go there. there. Have some balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That pissed me off so bad when I saw that. I was like, Have why some is it censored? It makes no sense Have in, in the universe. Has it. Have some balls and show some balls. That's so stupid. That was fucking show stupid. Show some dong. Come on. Yeah. I, I liked that. that like the, I liked that aspect in that part Ass. where they're fighting with Pet. them hanging out of their ass. But. The one guy that like hit that whole thing being censored. Oh, I hated that. Hated that. So dumb. I just no want to see some dong. Half a, half a star, but lost right there. Oh, for sure. Minimum. Fuck. What was the other thing I was going to say? Josh, what were you talking about before well, that? Well, and also, 
everything. They good. They allude to like um, it's kind of like foreshadowing, but you like see the trophies early on, and you're like, oh, that looks like a fucking. Oh yeah, basically. Well, like, yeah. What is it? Chekhov's yeah. gun, right? Like, if you show it, you have to use that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like you—you you knew yeah, it was going to come into play in some sort of, you know, aspect like that. I was hoping. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, normally, I would find something like that funny, but like, it, I thought it was dumb, and by yeah, that they time, didn't it go came far in. enough yeah. with it. Yeah, it was it. too late. You were pissed off at that point. <laughs> I feel like that was pretty hey. early. No. It's like I mean, depending on this. The showing movie, it was early, know. but the payoff was later. It wasn't too late though; she was still just learning her powers. Mm, I don't know. It was right after they broke out of the sex dungeon, and then they went into the office. I thought it was during that fight. Was it? No, it was during that? like the fucking. It was at the end when the, they were when in the, the, the random... people. They get the random people to be jumpers for the for the. To, I don't remember. I don't, yeah, <laughs> it's literally hard to recall this movie. There's so much going on. Well, a um, lot happens in the office. One thing. Building. Well, another thing that I don't know how, like, if you can make sense of this or not, but at one point, Wayman says, like, when he gets into that body or whatever, and he tries to bust the door down or move it or something, he says, oh, what a weak body. But then at one point when Jamie Lee Curtis jumps, she, like, literally, like, shapeshifts into the yeah. person. It's like, okay. so can they change their that, physical <laughs> being that or was not? The, that was the point I had, actually. <laughs> so because stupid. I'm like, even if you have the skill to do these things, it doesn't mean your body can handle exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. Even with the knowledge. Right. But in which they talked about. But then, yeah, when she turned into the wrestler, she grew and, like, yeah. her gut went in and stuff. And I was, then that did confuse me. And to have like, and to have a line of dialogue call call your attention to like the fact that his body has not changed. He says, "What a weak body." Yeah. Then it like throws a wrench into like your whole concept. Yeah, so. that entire that one little sentence kind of defeats the <laughs> contradicts of the, a lot of things. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like the pinky strength. Oh, yeah, because she wouldn't God. have. I love like the. Uh, I love the. I love that the little awesome, little, yeah. like, <laughs> I love no. that, but yeah, like physically, like her pinkies haven't like gotten stronger. Changed, so. Yeah. But I do love that part and the uh, the homage to Kill Bill. That was huge. No, 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 it was not. Pie Mage, come on, come on. That's why Matt loved this movie. He fucking loves Kill Bill. Um, another thing that got that was kind of stupid is the fucking uh, pizza twirling that they that they that they had to the show. Sign. Yeah, like who the fuck? If you're if you're sitting there, you're like. I need to get out of this trap. Okay, I need stronger lungs. Okay, fine, singing. Okay, now I need to become a pizza spinner so I can spin a fucking shield around. No, I thought she wasn't really choosing then. That was when she still didn't really know how it worked, so she was just doing a shit ton of random things and hoping she got something that would help her in that specific case. So everything was a convenience then? Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, gross. That's not like a big... That's like a, a huge knock for me i think that's kind of almost saying like there's a lot of things that can be helpful or useful like depending on how you look at it holy almost. shit that's tart yeah wow <laughs> i just wrote there's this one thing make, i wrote one thing i said when there are no rules it makes everything feel meaningless and that's what this felt like so well, i felt like there was mostly rules but yeah the one line that he says is the only thing that i thought was really off yeah, um, but then if you take that line out, everything then it would work fine. Gotta throw some praise in. Also, the I do love the 
different costumes that the daughter gets into. All that, like her looks. And her jobu on her head. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. And uh, I did think the editing was a lot better than... I do agree, yeah. Like, editing, it looked great. Because it it cuts... Like there's a lot of different like flashes like upon impact of like in the fights and it's cutting between these universes and it does it more fluently and it looks like they they align themselves like how it was shot and how it's edited they yeah. it pretty much lines up almost the perfectly every time were, the effects were great and i did um kind of like the grandpa a little bit mm-hmm. at t- like he's a good at times. character actor i thought yeah. that, i thought that you would that kyle would appreciate the grandpa a little bit because there were certain moments i was like Kyle probably would have laughed at this had it had you been in like a certain mindset, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, my mindset was hating everything because everybody in my theater was laughing. So I had to I had to not oh, laugh yeah. to be. Yeah. I had, I had so. people laugh like <clears throat> like when when Jamie Lee Curtis's head go, went through the wall, people bust up laughing. I'm and like through the wall. Yeah. She like. I'm like, do these people not watch Looney Tunes? Like, slapstick up? Like, is a thing. I mean, three studios were this is slap shtick. This movie, yeah. <laughs> I think it's more of like that's more of like I feel like diverting expectations. Like, they I don't know what people went into this expecting, but I don't think it was that. And so they see that, and it's like so ridiculous that they are just laughing. Her head through a wall, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean that happens in act like not comedy movies and it's like it's not a com- it's not a comedic But it's not played for laughs in those movies. Was it played for laughs then? She was like kind it was of, like yeah. a fight yeah. scene. Yeah, but the fight was funny. It's not the like whole- someone threw like her I, head into the wall. She like just like said, fell down and like pff, the fighting was kind of like Jackie Chan where it's like funny but like it's still fighting, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like his is always about like being comedic while fighting using random objects and like just the outcomes of it can be funny. And I feel like that was an homage to his style. Sure. Huge. <laughs> Best movie of the year. Best movie Not ever. So far. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no. Um, Biggest disappointment have, uh, of the year? Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. I didn't have that With much. With a <laughs> I mean, highest rated box. Think of all this fucking praise. I didn't look at my... the praise. I thought everyone was going to hate it. I was just excited for it. And then I watched it. No, it like it's national news. Now? It was before mm-hmm. we watched it a week ago. I wasn't paying attention. Jacob's got his head in the clouds. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yep, for sure. Um... Okay, well, do you guys have anything else to say on everything, everywhere, all the time? Well, I did want to make one last comment about the absolute ending. Oh, yeah. About yeah. her still hearing everything. Go for so it. it just showed that, like you're talking about nihilism. It's like, no, all that craziness and like everything all at once is still happening. But she's just accepting it because the moment she's in now, she's enjoying. Yeah, I do think like, um, I do think. Again, something that it doesn't get, like something that almost our brain can't comprehend is truly seeing everything. Every, like at, if you actually were to see all that, there's no way you'd be able to come back from that nihilistic <laughs> approach. But go. I, I did. This is one thing I forgot to say. The Jobu Tabaki thing, like the fact that she is like can do anything like it's too OP. Like they they don't there's no way that she would even have a problem doing anything. 
Like there's no way, possible way no. that she would have any roadblocks or anything because th- like at matter and the universe is no one at could her control. Hi- you, no one could hide from her. But she yeah, did. like the fact that yeah. she her like absolute is absolute control. The fact that there's like even problems for her don't really make sense. Just the way that they set her their powers up for her though. I mean, she took yeah. a while to find the van. Like they, they would never or been even able the to, right. She would have known that Wayman was even traveling to find these Evelyn's. Even finding she's isn't she the one she's hunting down Evelyn to to stop well, to kill she's her. She's finding like the one, the correct Evelyn, but she doesn't know which but it, one. She she's everywhere, know. every all at once. Like she could, but literally, she doesn't know that Evelyn is still the right one or not. Even if she, it doesn't there. matter. She could do. She could be in every space and know at which the whole time which. and just do, delete them all at the same time. And know if, every. She would know every outcome is, of every. But she doesn't want to. Does she? She doesn't actually want to kill her, right? No, she wants to show her the truth or whatever. But yeah. it, uh, this this point remains that she could do that. She could do that same. She could achieve her goal at the same like right away. Yeah, if she, she really is omnipotent. She would know every Evelyn and every the way that they that set her up. Evelyn, just like it doesn't make sense, like her having any kind of problems. Yes, yeah. she would know every outcome that any Evelyn would ever do. No, she doesn't know. She's not omnipotent. She's just they made one it. person. Still, no, she doesn't she, know everything. She just exists she said I have, everywhere. No, she said I have the power of every uni- like every universe. Of herself, though, she can't like control other people and stuff. She was contr- she was changing the dude's. Like she turned a guy into fucking fa- like confetti. She yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah, that's when she was touching them, though. No, she was looking at him. I thought she was. She went, and then fucking, he turned into fairy dust. But she was still like she like there though. Like she's not like Jesus. She's not everywhere. She's all everything, the time. everywhere, all at once. She's only at one spot every t- and every time. Isn't she everywhere all at once? No, she's. <laughs> Yeah, and all the different She's everything, everywhere, all at once, which is omnipotent. No. That's a definition of it. <laughs> no, that's So she can powerful. only exist in one Yeah, she space. still ex- exists in one spot where she is physically. Oh, yeah, because they do have the line where she's taped up and then she says, kill her. It's one less thing for her to, like, occupy. Yeah. Okay, that... And you I can guess. kill her in that universe, then she just doesn't exist in that universe. So she can't just reappear in that universe. Which... Okay, that, but that's another that's another thing. Is she is Jobu Tabaki the daughter or not? Like, is it is it something that p- is possessing the daughter or isn't it her? It is her, but it's her from the Alpha Verse. Yes. Okay, fucking, yeah. I'm over it. I don't care actually anymore. Yeah, I'm over this movie. I'm done Moving talking on. about this bullshit. <laughs> um, let's rate it out of five Wait, stars. Hold what on, hold on. One last oh. thing. One last yep. thing. It's yep. it's quick. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. More. More. <laughs> no, no, no! It's a, it's a for Kyle. It's a come or dumb. The two thousand one. Oh, I, I love it. Reference or, yeah. Oh, the apes. No, yeah. See, that's another thing though that didn't make sense was that like, the apes were just there with the hot dog fingers and they killed the apes with regular digits right away. Like, was that? Mm-hmm. I don't get how they got to that point. <laughs> I don't know. I get maybe that may. I don't know. Didn't make sense. Didn't to love me. it. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of, there are a lot of movie references in the, in the movie, and you yeah. could even say that you could even say the white, the completely white uh, space with them is a is a reference as well to, two thousand one. Yeah, I thought two thousand one was 
obviously the reference yeah. for that one. So it was a decent 2001, amount. Ratatouille, The Matrix. What else? Kyle, I'm, I'm surprised you like Jackie the, the, the Rakakuni stuff, though. I thought that was... Oh, that was surprising to me too. I thought it was well, funny. I, I did like the running scene where yeah, he was, was like good. running like mm-hmm. like all awkwardly. You that know was, that was okay. that's uh Daniel Kwan and then the sex slave guy was the other Daniel. Really? Oh, Daniel Seifert yeah. or whatever. Schneier, Schneier, or whatever. Yeah, they're both in the movie. Schneert. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there's a good uh Easter egg YouTube video out there that shows all the movie references. Yeah, I mean, if it was only 2001, I probably would have disliked it more. Didn't, didn't, didn't hate. Wasn't great though. All right, okay. Now let's now let's throw a star rating right. on it. I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, one point five. I'm a heavy three. I think it could go up to a three point five eventually. I made two. I'm glad to hear that we are bringing down the average score. All of us. <laughs> And we're all over the place on this too. Did Not, you see the went, fucking ranges from one point five to four within this is, us? This is the hype of the movie. Did you notice what you look when you look logged? Yeah, yes. the so, googly eye. Googly eye. Well, yeah. yeah. Now that we have, oh yeah, Travis, you hate that. That's <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah. watch thing. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like Letterbox is like <laughs> they're like putting like putting a it, campaign yeah. for this fucking movie too. Well, yeah. I mean, I hate the. You have to hate the. Um, Portrait of Lady on Fire thing also though if you hate that I hate that too. Yeah, hate fire, yeah. yeah you have to hate oh. them okay so you have to hate them both you can't like one look, and not like the other one. other one I don't hate either but it does make it feel like it's kind of their campaign pushing it yeah. Yeah. it's so, like a uh, we it's didn't like really an get into the reception now that we've rated the, it oh I was gonna say I don't like that Letterbox is doing that because it's like this like weird like popular important like stamp of approval on the movie and I don't know. It just like builds. Yeah, they're like, they're picking this movie over like, other. Yeah, like it's like almost like artificial hype movies. or credit. Like, oh, we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna take the time to make this extra little graphic for this movie because everyone yeah, loves it. Ride the coattails of it. Get real. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um. Okay. So we didn't really talk about the reception of the movie. I know Travis wanted to get into it a little bit. So that now that we've rated it and we kind of know where we're all at in regards to that, what, I mean, highest rated movie on Letterboxd, it's past Parasite. That's crazy. It has an 8.9 on IMDb. That's clocking in to be like in the top 10 at this point. Um, I will say that the meta score is only at an 82. So, I mean, critics are loving this thing, but at least we have that to like tame, <laughs> tame it a little bit. Um, but yeah, Travis, what specifically about the reception did you want to, talk about i mean that was mainly it was the average scores just like the curve on letterbox like it's everyone is giving this thing a five you have to give it a 4.5 right. to lower the average like that's that's crazy <laughs> uh yeah and then is, yeah you. like people claiming it's their favorite movie like i don't know it just i just don't get it i don't get the hype for it I mean, I, I I really do think that this kind of is a product of the post-Avengers, post-superhero era that we're in. Like, people think that this is, like, the greatest thing that they've ever seen because they've only seen a lot of mediocre things. And this is tailored to so many... Like, it does have a 
a broad appeal. Like as weird as the comedy is and stuff, it's it's a very broad oh yeah uh, movie, right? And just the fact that it, I said this before it came out. I said I guarantee you the reason people like this so much is just like the fact that it includes like multiverse, just that yeah. that aspect. But it's alone, like because like it's such movie a big thing fans. Right now are the ones who are loving this movie. Like, it's almost like it's cool to love this movie. And that's not why I, like, rejected it. I, I really wanted too, yeah. to like it, and I was excited for it. But, like, like I gave it a chance, and it, I just was not vibing with it. And I just don't, I don't get, like, I feel like I saw a different movie. And this also gets into what I said <laughs> earlier about potentially being canceled. I think people are making it more important than it is because of that emotional through line. Mm-hmm. And I do, and uh, probably get canceled again for saying this, but I do feel like this movie is getting a little more credit, um, just because of like it's like cultural significance, kind of like how Black Panther 100%. was elevated to a degree. I don't know if that's really fair me saying that, but there's definitely some. Well, of you that look at um, Crazy Rich Asians too. Wasn't that like yep. a, a super beloved movie, even though yep. like it's not. As good as people said, but it got this crazy reception for having an all Asian cast and cast, and we're definitely I mean, all about that. <laughs> I think it's, it's I think it's worse to like highlight it being an all Asian crew than it is to just accept the film for what it is and not like distinguish. I feel like it's like almost like distinguishing it as being all Asian. So we have we're like have to like it more because I mean, it is. It's, it's like. Why can't it's we easy just for me to, to say Asian that film? as like a cis white dude, but right, right, right. At, <laughs> yeah, like, right. so that's why I say it's maybe not fair to say that and probably get canceled for it. But you can't deny that well, that's not an aspect <laughs> of the movie or its praise. At least a small element. Uh, I would say it would be, I would say it would be, a, a more, it would deserve more championing if we didn't have a film like Parasite. That movie is more yeah. of an anomaly because the fact that it's way a more true important. Korean film that is way more important. Yeah, and way more movie. important. <laughs> yeah. Like that showed that you, it struggle. doesn't need yeah. yeah, you don't need to cast Asians in American movies. We can watch purely Asian cinema and enjoy that. And I'm not saying not to cast him either. Like <laughs> I'm just saying that like it's I think Parasite is exactly more important because of that. Like it broke through to American audiences and showed them that these movies are fucking amazing and to watch them. It wasn't tailored to an American audience. It was just this film. It was just a film that was Bong Joon Ho made this film. Didn't care if Americans saw it at all. It was just a film that he wanted to make that ended up being beloved by Americans. This movie is tailored to to Americans because it's in all English for the most part. Mm -hmm. I would say there's a lot of Mandarin. Oh, they Some, drop that after the first 20 minutes. Yeah, there's like very little toward the end. And they mix it too, which I get. That's like a They're common thing for people. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, super common. But I'm saying after the first, they I feel like they barely go back to it. Yeah, they do. Except for the scenes where that's in. Even the grandpa. There scenes where they're in China? Even the grandpa yeah. starts, a, a star starts talking English. No, they still talk English. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, even the grandpa turns completely English. Not even at the end, they're very end, but the the bulk of the movie, like the start, he's all Chinese. The bulk of the movie, he speaks English. The very end, he speaks Chinese again because it's different. I understand that, but they're still tailoring it to Americans. 
maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, it's it's or uh, English speaking, I guess not necessarily Americans, but English speaking, we're the only ones who speak. Yeah. English. <laughs> Again, I think it's uh, obviously I gave it a three. I think it could be definitely three and a half. I could go either way on it. I think it's a great movie, but it, yeah, it's way overhyped and. I, I just would love to see someone compare it like to to argue why it's the greatest of all time or why it's their favorite to put it above film even a film like Parasite you know the that's some of the highest rated films 2001 The Godfather like is it better than those <laughs> I mean yeah, those things I'm, that we talked about too just technically technical aspects that cannot surpass those movies and I get loving I'm, it for other reasons like it being you know, favorite, like emotionally connecting with people. I'm sure that's a huge thing because God, do they push the emotional aspect of this movie, but uh-huh. best of all time. No, mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm not excited to hear Matt gush about it, but I am curious to hear what he has to say and why he loves it so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will, I mean, there's movies I, I all the say, time. That- um, I'm, I, I plan on giving this another chance down the road, but I, I feel like yeah, it's it's ceiling is still pretty low for me because I don't think the humor is ever going to work for me, and that's a big aspect of it. Yeah, for this sure. does make me want to watch Swiss Army Man just to see the see if it's a director thing or is it just this movie? <laughs> probably. I think it's that just this movie. Like I I, I liked <laughs> Swiss Army Man a lot, but I did not like this one so. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Uh, anyway. I would, I you're uh, saying I would give like it a there's chance certain to, movies. That time is, yeah, there are certain movies that, there are certain movies that people will love uh, because it has that, they love it for personal aspects, right? Yeah. And so they'll give it a five for that reason. But it's crazy that this has shot up to the highest rated movie of all time when it's missing a lot of like more technical aspects that you would look for in a film that would be called the greatest of all time. Right. Like movies that reach that status or crack into the top 250 or whatever. There's things that are just, you know, very obvious and broad for movie lovers and film fans and stuff. This feels like you have to love it on a personal level. Otherwise, like why would it ever get to the five? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. This it's a weird one. Okay, you guys ready to move on to um, nano reviews? I only have one I thing. Have one. I have one as well. All right. Well, Jacob, why don't you kick us off? No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, so I watched a rewatch. It was the raid. Oh, redemption or the raid? I don't know which is the actual name. Like the first one. Yeah, I thought it was just the raid, but then I see every, the raid when I was trying to find too, it, yeah. it was the raid redemption. And it had a d- whole different and, movie poster and everything. Yeah, and it's a different. I was like, I was like, is this the raid? It is, and it's not the sequel because that's still Cause just raid the two. raid two. Yeah. I was just listening to a show where we're talking about the raid, and that made me want to watch it. Well, I don't know why I felt like watching it again, but I'm glad I did, man. This this is one of the best. Gotta be one of the best action movies to like ever. It has a simple story. It just gets you into it. It's like, all right, I'm on board. You don't need any more than that. It gives you exactly what you need. There's like probably 30 lines of dialogue in like the whole movie. And also do not watch the HBO Max version. I actually had to rent this 
because the HBO Max version only has the English dub. Hmm. And it's I'm like I didn't even know there was like a dub version of this movie. And that's and that's the one that's called the Raid Redemption, right? It must be. Is that no, the English dub? Because I when I rented it, I ended up renting it on YouTube and it was still the Raid Redemption, but they had the Indonesian audio. Well, I have it, so I don't have to worry yeah. about that. But there's not a lot of dialogue, but still, it completely throws me off when you have English. Isn't audio. there uh, yeah, two like, different scores right, for this movie too? This way. Like uh, Mike Shinoda, I think, did a score for it from Lincoln Park, and then there was like an original one Mike as well. Shinoda. I do not know that. I've only ever seen the Indonesian version. Yeah, because Letterbox it's the Raid Redemption, or on uh, IMDb, but on Letterbox it's just the Raid. Yeah, it's either Mike Shinoda or Joseph Trepanese. Now, uh, there's Jacob. so there's the original score by and Aria Prayogi. Yeah, and, and Fahar. Fahar. Yep, and then there's the English version. So there are two scores. Yes, you're right. So I don't know which one I ever. I probably heard. dubbed versus regular. Maybe the original one I watched. I had to torrent back in the day, like forever ago, and it was probably just the original. Because I'm pretty sure it was like fan subbed too, and then this was I rented, but I don't know. I you rented on Apple, you said on YouTube. Thanks for telling us, Jacob. Do you have more? <laughs> I did. I just started. <laughs> so <laughs> the so backlogging premiums where we're at right now, right? <laughs> anyway, the raid. One of the best action movies ever made. The choreography is amazing, and this is the kind I love. I mean, even everything everywhere all at once also had what i like it's like yeah it's you can have like a shaky cam to create you know that intensity but it lets you see everything that's happening which just makes it so much better and there there's so many different moves and stuff in this movie and they try their best they get rid of guns like very early on (laughs) and then just it's just fists and knives and whatever else they find lying around and yeah it's it's just full bore the entire time for, and it's only an hour and a half or hour, 40 minutes, maybe hour and 41. I think. Yeah. yeah. 101 minutes total. Well, so yeah, it's Gareth Evans and eco both get action choreography credits. For this. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't stop. And it's so awesome. Like the, yeah, I love John wicks, which have that great, you know, choreography. And this is just like, you want to get that martial arts, like Kung Fu movie style. But like with John Wick's, like almost it, you could see it done type. And it's just but like. Is it better than Upgrade? <laughs> Honestly, you can also see where Dread heavily was influenced by this, which I also love. Love Dread. And The Raid 2 is even better. I mean, from what I remember. Honestly, I need to rewatch that one still. But yeah, the very little story. Um, amazing action Indonesian and which is probably will be the first one that anybody ever watches I've never seen another one since I think Indonesian films yeah hmm. and gotta seek them out yeah it's just it's a fun movie it's how just, many Indonesian films written or directed by non-Indonesian too yeah <laughs> and written by at least two <laughs> but yeah, this movie is still, I think it flies under the radar of most people and it should be watched. Definitely not in the fucking terrible dubbed version, which apparently wasn't theaters here. But I don't know. I never, it was 
awful and it's gross that they don't even offer the Indonesian version on HBO Max. But so next week we'll have a raid two review. Oh, probably yeah. I might, might, might watch. watch maybe I'll watch that. Time. You hundred percent should. I have them both. I can uh, I can watch them for yeah next week. Huge. Right. Watch I've, been to do I've been wanting to. I might as well watch them. them. They're short. I'll watch the raid. Two redemption of the second, the redemption. Two, that's two and a half hours. What a jump! Is it? Yeah. Damn. Well, you know, it actually that they, has a story in the second one. You know that the raid two was the movie that he wanted to make originally, but he couldn't get funding for it, so he had to make the raid one mm. to get funding for the raid two. I feel like which it's definitely about. low budget, but you know they, it doesn't feel low budget. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing action movie. If you want to watch action movies. This is one of the best ever. So, yeah, gave it a four star. Cool. cool. Uh, I'll go. I only have the one. I finally got around to watching the horror staple, the horror masterpiece, I guess, uh, to some, that is known as The Exorcist. Don't keep us in suspense. The new one. Yeah. The Exorcism <laughs> of Emily Rose. Um, now, uh, yeah, finally got around to watching it. Um, been hyped up for a long time, obviously the horror, yeah, the horror buff of the, I guess of the pod. Um, and yeah, I did, I did enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I, I did like, um, the scene, like the way it was filmed, uh, the, the, um, how's that opening? Really good. The opening in Iraq is amazing. And the, the score of it. Uh, oh yeah but i wish i love that so much but i i don't know it just kind of set me up too much and then it like never reached that again for like it i'd just love that entire like feeling of it and then it like i never really came back for me um i do like the charm and everything and i do think that i i i think i gave it a little bit higher of a bump because I did have a slight bit of classitosis on this, um, but I didn't love it, but I liked it quite a bit. There was just something about it that just didn't do it for me. I don't, I didn't like, it wasn't scary at like horrific scary at all. Um, and like, I think it's just has to do with obviously time and in the cult or not cultural, but just the, the difference of when it came out and everything. I think that it, that definitely played a factor in it. I'm sure, like back then, it was the, the creepiest, scariest thing ever. What's put the last film? movie you watched that legitimately scared you? Actually, scared you? Hmm. I don't think I get that anymore. Exactly, like <laughs> probably how, Sinister. And that was f- yeah. eight years ago. Definitely, it was The Ring the first time I saw it. I mean, there's a lot more movies that give me un like uneasy at least, and this one didn't even do that for me, which is. Like I said, I might be a little numb to it, and it's also fifty some like what almost fifty years old mm-hmm. or almost fifty, whatever. It's yeah coming up on fifty years yeah. old. I think it came out in like seventy six. It was seventy, so. so almost fifty years old. So seventy three, seventy three. So one yeah, more so year. so forty nine years. Damn. So that was like I, I thought that was really cool. I loved obviously practical effects. I think that the like the practical effects were better in other movies. Um, I also thought that even even Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween, had a little bit more of an uneasiness 
than this did. Like, I, a lot of people claim that this is like the scariest movie of all time. Yeah, but that Didn't more that so has to do with when it was released, yeah. and that was just like a different exactly, time yeah. back then. And they like really, yeah, it, uh, played that into like the marketing and stuff, like the scariest thing you've ever right, seen. Right, this movie People was like fainting and canceled. In the theater. I was, yeah, so the director <laughs> treated the actors like shit. Yeah, it was like yeah, this movie was canceled. Like it had a lot. Yeah, of he was, flack, it's problematic. Which yeah. was hey. uh, like. Friedkin is a saint. I actually love the lore. <laughs> yeah, I love the yeah. lore of this. I love the lore of this movie, and I, I definitely think that my score reflected that. Um, the score, speaking of the score, the score of this was really good. Like I said, especially the beginning, the Iraqi, Iraqi like oh, dude, music the and like the kind of dance and stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> very, very good. Yeah, the score itself definitely elevated it for me as well. But other than that, nothing, I wouldn't say nothing stood out, but I've seen better horror movies, but I do appreciate this a lot. <laughs> Hence why I ended up giving it a, giving it a four star. So Josh, you going to watch Curse Films then? You know, season one, episode one is the Exorcist episode. Mm. I do want to watch. You got, you had just recently watched. I watched no sinister, Freaking. not sinister. Um, sorcerer, sorcerer. I want to watch that. Soon. It's been a while. Oh yeah. yeah, I thought you talked about it. On the pod. I did, but it was like oh, two years. I mean, I guess was, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been two years. I did talk about it on the pod, but it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, gotta but say, I, I, I have sorcerer. Freaking I have it. premium. <laughs> if you need it. Yeah, Kyle's got like ten movies he's supposed <laughs> to bring me, and spent every week we had another one. I get. I need like just a list, and then I'll go home. I'll put them in a bag. I won't forget. You have a bag right there with my Dark Knight in it. Yeah. Okay. I'll put it in that <laughs> bag. Um. Anyway. Yeah. No. But Curse Films is amazing, and Episode One is The Exorcist, and like uh, like the new or like one one, because then they just come out the new. Yeah. Season. season two is. Uh. So far we have Wizard of Oz and Rosemary's Baby. Wizard but, of Oz. Yeah. That's Kurt. Her, is it is it based in horror? They're not all okay. Specifically about okay. Horror. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't. Especially this season new two. season, I think. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Okay. Yeah. No, which it's, is on uh, Shutter, I think, show. right? Mm-hmm. Shutter original. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, we can talk about Chris Films episode one real quick. Uh, I did watch that. Travis, you watched that? As I well? did as well. Yep. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I think it uh, it. For someone that isn't super familiar with the lore of the Wizard of Oz, it um, tells you a lot and really gets into different perspectives. And then they have some like recreation footage that's like really cool. Like it looks, you know, it's looks like it's it looks like the real kind of what it what that actually would have looked like when they were filming it. But it's like recreation stuff. Um, I loved all of, like the like all the things that they get into like. Obviously, the Munchkin hanging—that's probably the most famous one, and I like how that's. I had never heard kind of, of that until I watched. Oh, really? That episode. Yeah, I knew some. So that was really interesting. But a lot of um, a lot of those like stories or things they touch on were new to me. Like uh, yeah, all uh, the Wicked Witch of the, the East yeah, stuff, the witch. or the West, was like that was completely new to me. I was like, holy shit, this lady went through it filming yeah. this. I it's felt just, really I bad mean, I know it was like a, yeah, definitely. I knew, th- I know it's like a, just kind of like a product of its era or whatever, but like, mm-hmm. it's crazy the shit that they did 
in movies back then and like just assumed or you know didn't know better like that it like if it was like harmful or not like yeah. uh painting that the tin man's skin and <laughs> oh that yeah it is insane like it's just yeah. like yeah yeah that was crazy and there's definitely like something noble of it, like the the shit that you go through for art kind of. And mm-hmm. like, you know, the human like the the human life and human value of it, you never want to like set to the side or, or anything. Like, you know, the shit with Dorothy and the director or whatever, like they they even people even said that that was been built up over time, like as abuse when it was really just like a like more of like a like us just more being like stern and kind of like snap out of it rather than like abusive, you know? Yeah. And I can I kind of see where they would like take that and run with it just for, you know, a lot of this stuff is they kind of talk about like the clickbait nature of, um, of these stories and how it gets, you know, built up over time and all that stuff was super interesting. Like the, like the munchkins in the hotel thing, like that, that was spun oh, right. in a different direction, like right. To garner portion like stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even like Judy Garland, like, uh, kind of fabricated stuff on talk shows just for like almost her uh, like yeah. personal yeah. gain, like on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that stuff is, but yeah, stuff I thought it was Judy like, Garland is pretty tragic too. Like how they didn't know better and like had her on like, uh, appetite, like suppressants and like all that and Mm -hmm. how that basically fucked her over for her whole life until she died. Yeah. The drug, the drug aspect, like they were like, this is like energy pills and they were literally giving her speed. (laughs) Yeah. Like they just didn't know better. Yeah. Yeah. They're like Zannies. Zannies will make you sleep. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, like the fact that she was, I don't know how old she was during the filming of that, but she was supposed to be like a child and like the shit that they did to her, like to keep that, that, you know, childlike nature and look to her was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was super well done. I think it's, I think it's so far probably my favorite episode. I haven't watched the Rosemary's Baby one yet, but like, I mean, even of the first season, I think. I'm assuming that this has, they had a little bit more money making this one. It's just a little bit more obvious. Yeah. Me, I did like the, uh, the recreations a lot in this one. Um, it is probably one of my yeah. favorites. I think of season one, the crow might've been my favorite, but the footage in the twilight zone movie one was like, like oh, shocking yeah. to me. My mouth was <laughs> like wide open during that shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some of the favorites, some favorite episodes, like (laughs) some favorite episodes are going to be determined based on like how much, you know, how interesting it is to you, shit like that. But like in terms of quality, I think this one is definitely up there. So yeah. Did you watch the Rosemary's Uh, Baby one yet? If you've ever seen The Wizard of Oz, this is like a must watch. No, no, I haven't seen the Rosemary's Baby one yet. I'll probably watch that today, unfortunately, but um, I still haven't watched it. I kind of want to watch the movie. I, that's another one first because I've been mm. meaning to watch it anyways. Again, you've never seen it? Oh, again? Okay. No, no, no. Good. I've seen it a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I thought. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I love. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, definitely. That's one like the sixties, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it was before like the Exorcist. Late sixties, yeah. Inspired parts of the Exorcist, so. Um. 
Okay. In terms of movies, I'll get, I will watch Curse Films for next week. But in terms of movies, I watched the new Netflix movie, Metal Lords. <laughs> uh, so this was actually written by one of the guys that did um, Game of Thrones, D.B. Weiss. And it was directed by Peter Sollett, who's done a ton of TV and Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. And it's very obvious because this movie literally looks like a TV show. It does is not cinematic at all. It looks straight, just out of like a Netflix original show, not not a movie at all. Uh, it's pretty cliche, pretty by the numbers, you know. Friends, best friends, start a band and then they start butting heads, you know, over a girl and all that shit. Oh and yeah, baby. It's just like extremely cliche and nothing remarkable. I I've never liked this Jaden Martell kid, but is he from It? Yeah, the kid yeah. from It. Um. I just don't understand his character in this. Like he's, I, I guess like he's playing like a nerd, but then like he, he's the one that like drinks and like wants to go to like this party and shit. It's like confidently talking to girls. It's just like a weird tonally. It's, it's kind of weird. I, I don't know. I guess that makes it not cliche, but at the same time, it's the cool ones now, Kyle feel. Yeah. At the same time, it just feels weird watching it. Uh, and then if we're talking about, you know, shoehorn things in to be woke, uh, the girl, of course, has to have mental health problems and he helps her work through those mental health problems. As she calls him, you are my happy pill, which is literally a line <laughs> in the movie. She stops taking her medication and says, you are my happy I'm pill. I'm off the meds. This is the real me now. Yeah, pretty gross. Um, there's also a, this movie wants to have, it's nothing like School of Rock where like there's a lot of nods and like tributes to, you know, bands and stuff in that like subtly like there's a movie where that he's like visually seeing like members of i think it's judas priest and then at the end he says oh thanks so and so of judas priest <laughs> like if you're gonna have that in the movie why not just have like fans of metal be like oh yeah that's the guy you know he's from judas priest yeah. but no he has to say like oh thank you so and so of judas priest for <laughs> talking to me because who knows who so that fucking is. hey what's that speaking of school what's that one movie that you told me to watch before i forget uh, it's I like an Irish kid <laughs> Oh, Sing Street. Sing Street. Yeah. Banger. Sorry, keep going. I'm adding a bunch of movies <laughs> to my fucking watch okay. list. <laughs> right now. Sing yeah. Street is a banger. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about it. It's supposed to be a comedy, too. Nothing is funny. Um, it's just pretty surface level. So, uh, yeah, kind of watchable, though. I, I ended up giving it a two. Didn't, didn't completely hate What's it. What's the runtime look like? Uh, hour 37. Perfect. Short ass movie. Seven minutes too long, but we'll deal. <laughs> yep. Travis, do you have anything else you're dying to talk about? Uh, no, not really. I've been watching a bunch of dog shit this week that I don't care <laughs> any time to. All right. Um, I will, one last thing I'll say, I have been keeping up on Moon Knight, surprisingly. I, I heard it's the Marvel Batman. Is it? Any well, that's always been the. That's I just always didn't know been that until yesterday. Yeah. Someone asked me. Like, I will say that, me? like, if like this is all hypothetical, and I have no you just evidence love to back Isaacs. this. I have no evidence to back this up. No, this was before that. Like when I was looking into like or like before superheroes were as saturated as they are, I was like, you know, if I was like be interested in a superhero, what would it be? I was like, I was looking at Moon Knight. I was like, this would be this would be the one. I love. 
ancient Egypt. Like he's like supposed to be like the rated R. I mean, Batman gets pretty, especially the new ones get pretty gruesome, but like Moon Knight gives no fucks. He goes all out like even in the in comics the, in, at least. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, Disney this is Plus. obviously on Disney plus, so it's not going to go there, which is sad, but uh, it's your boys directing it. You know, Aaron Moorhead and the other guy, Justin Benson, Justin Benson. Really? Yeah. Moorhead and Benson. That's why it's great. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm only two episodes in, uh, so I have one to catch up on and then the next one's Wednesday, but, uh, I'll probably just talk about that when it, when I've seen everything that way can give full thoughts on it, but I've been keeping up on it. Still need to watch Halo too. I'm interested in that. Mm, I watched the first episode. Yeah. I'm going to binge it. It's, it's fine. Okay. Well, That's maybe it. when the that first finishes. episode is supposed to be the worst so far though. Yeah. I heard it is getting better. So it, I'm only one better. episode in. I'm waiting a couple weeks just so I can watch a couple in a row. I did watch the first episode of Severance on Apple TV. Oh yeah. People are loving people it. It is really interesting. I don't, okay. I need, maybe I need to re up my Apple TV because the first episode's free and it was uh, extremely interesting, but okay. I do want to watch that. And that's funny though, that I don't know why that made me think of this, but TV and if we're talking TV, the one show that everybody has been creaming over and say like you have to watch has been Succession. Yes. Okay. Oh, I watched it. Yeah. I watched I, like, I the first three it, episodes. Yeah. I didn't get it. <laughs> I think I'm, I I'm think, out. <laughs> I think I heard like the way it like the climax is like in like the last episodes and insanely good. But I don't yeah, know. I've heard you have to know. give it more I, than I don't know just if I could force myself to watch it. It took, oh, yeah, yeah, I watched like, like two or like three think episodes about and I Breaking wasn't Bad, like Breaking Bad took at least five to get like really into it. I was in there. Right <sighs> no, yeah, I don't know. know. That, that show. <laughs> Dude, I Breaking Bad pilot. took me like, I, I, yeah. it took me like no. five watches. I was to in right away. It's so far. All I'm saying about Succession is so far it's too McKay for me, which. <laughs> Adam McKay wrote it. He directed it. Well, he directed some of it. Well, yeah, not every episode, but it's it's definitely his vision, and they follow through like it carries on after that. <laughs> He's directs one it's episode, Kyle. not too woke, but yeah, but the rest of it, like he <laughs> kind of sets the template, and they follow that after. Oh. That's what I'm saying is it's too McKay. Like I'm saying when I say too McKay, it's too much his style, not not exactly him, but literally him. I don't know. I maybe i'll watch it there's too much other good shit to yeah, watch season, i don't even watch tv anyway i don't know season why three episode bullshit. nine has a 9.8 i think yeah, i got but, like two episodes okay in. everything <laughs> everywhere all at once has a 4.6 so we're saying that <laughs> that matters now <laughs> just saying huge i know all right the first three episodes are actually the worst rated episodes of the entire series so god just so you know all right well i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna force myself to watch anytime soon i just if I'm if I'm desperate for content, I was watching it. I was, I was desperate definitely for more interested in Severance with one episode than I was with Succession. All right, good to know. Okay, uh, I think that wraps us up. So next week is the banger, baby. It's I mean, this week was huge, but next week is really huge for huge. all of us. Uh, it's the Northmen next week. Um, Gotta try and sneak in the Witch in the Lighthouse this week. Probably Josh's most anticipated movie of the year. It's one of mine, yeah. one of Jacob's. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Viking horror, come on. Or Viking epic come on. Yeah. by Eggers. I mean, probably only second to men for me. Yeah, yeah. hopefully Eggers uh, can that. save 2022. <laughs> Everything's second to men for Kyle. Yeah, save it. Eggers yeah. is, our, is our saving grace. Yep. 
And actors we trust. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be next week. Stay tuned. So if you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I'm on both those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. Anything to plug, Travis? Uh, same as always. Oh, yeah. Huge. No. Nope. Back to my no, you have a new, new Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Switch it up. <laughs> Went back to my OG. Unless you don't want people to follow you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Got to get those numbers up always. Um, so, yeah. Trav oh, yeah. Paul <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> And then That's uh, T-R-A-V. <laughs> yes. Uh, Letterboxd and Untapped, Travis Paul. And then um, Cinephiles Digest for our, my podcast that I do with a couple of jabronis. That's, that's about once it. A quarter. Yeah, once, oh, once a quarter. if we're lucky. My quarterly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> All right, yeah. Follow him on all of those and thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Bye.